0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael
2: Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v Welcome in. Hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I am Brady Cannon along with my partner Mike Pritchard live from the South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa at the tip of the strip. In fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And Michael, it's time to dive into some college hoops. We've talked a little NFL. We've talked some NBA. And, of course, we talked a lot of college basketball with Steve Mackin and some great systems that he points out for this final two weeks of the season in this week's issue of Point Spread Weekly. You definitely want to check that out. But let's talk about some of these games. We discussed a couple of them with Mr. Mackin and earlier, and some of his systems do apply to these games. We'll start in the Big East. Creighton at St. John's, and this is an early tip, 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The Johnnies have won two in a row, and they will need to keep it up if they want to get into the big dance. Now, the Blue Jays, they look to be in at 10-5 and 5 in conference, 18-8 and 8 overall, and they have won five in a row. Now, St. John's opened as the favorite, opened as a four-and-a-half point favorite here with a total of 147-and-a-half, and, and St. John's has seen a little bit of the money there are now up to a five-point favorite. And the betters are looking to go over the total here. It's gone from 147.5, Mike, now at 150.
1: Yeah, you know, St. John's is interesting because uh, the back-to-back wins that they've had, uh, Xavier and Butler, has been impressive. Uh, I-, I like this St. John's basketball team. Taking a peek at them, taking a peek at the Big East in, pick- in particular uh, because you got different styles of play, right? Uh, but Creighton, one of those teams that's on the streak right now, uh, you can factor in quality opponents if you want, but I I think when teams are elevating themselves, getting closer and closer to conference tournament time, uh, take a look at that St. John's averaging last three games, 79 points a game. You got Creighton at 80 points a game. So the elevation with the total. There's your move on the total, right? Right, right. But I do like dynamic players. And uh, Julian Champigny, I mean, that guy... 6'8", he's a creative player, can score as well. So uh, I I look for St. John's in this one, especially I cannot ignore the data from Steve Mackinnon. I cannot do (laughs) that, right? And it's up to five. Uh, It's it's getting close to where I I probably would lay off it, but uh, I'd certainly... Uh, if it dips at all, take a look at St. John's. Now, this was one
2: we, we were talking about a little earlier. You played, um, I'm trying to remember. UConn. What, Ucon, you played mm-hmm. UConn on the money line. Now, now this spreads all the way to five. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go money line at that, right? No,
1: I'm not going to do that. Too um, expensive. Yeah, too expensive. Uh, and then you got to factor in um, uh, these two teams' conference play as well. I, you know, anything shorter than that, I certainly I would take a look at the money line. But at five, uh, you know, I'm, I'm – Perhaps leaning towards Creighton a little bit, but uh, I, again, not ignoring the data from Mackinac. Yeah, uh, in terms of. Uh, you know, at home, well-coached, uh, in-conference play down the stretch here. St. John's getting hot. But Creighton, Creighton's been playing great basketball, too. Well, you're
2: right. Both of these teams not only playing good basketball, but excellent against the spread. Mm-hmm. Creighton 4-0 and against the spread in their last four games. St. John's 6-0 and yeah. against the spread in their last six games. So something's got to uh, give here between the Blue Jays and the Johnnies. Duke is at Virginia. This is a 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tip and a big game probably even bigger for Virginia as they fight for their postseason lives. The Blue Devils have won four straight. The Cavaliers have won five of their last six games. Now Virginia will close the regular season with a couple of very winnable games against Louisville and Florida State. So the win here tonight against Duke would go a long way towards their tournament hopes. Now Duke opened as a four and a half point road favorite. They've seen a tick of money. They're now laying five points. The total opened at one thirty and a half and a half and it is ticked down
1: to one thirty and no tick down get a factor in the defense for Virginia one right and okay here here I go here's my conflict because of the data that we talked about with uh, Steve Mackinnon. Uh because I, I wanted to say and suggest that Duke has so much to play for here I mean they are a two seed right now yeah uh, if they go on this run it's coach K uh, it, the chances of them becoming a one seed right I mean it's right there in front of Duke Uh, But how do you go against the data, I, I guess from a betting standpoint, Virginia getting inside this number as it climbs, that becomes more attractive, right? Yeah, I think
2: if you're looking to bet this game, as indicated by the initial movement on Duke, maybe you wait because that mm-hmm. feels like the the majority side to me. The recreational yeah. better is going to look, hey, Virginia's average this year. Duke is Duke. And like you say, the swan song element and all that good stuff. Maybe you can catch five and a half or even six points before tip. But, you talk about Mackin and systems yeah. here. He, he mentioned it. This this last two weeks of the season, Duke is 0-10 on the road, mm-hmm. and, and Virginia, conversely, is one of the best teams on their home court in the final two weeks of the season. But the fly in the ointment here, another little angle that kind of, you know, just twists your mind when you're trying to pick a winner. Um, Duke's looking for revenge. Right. They, they were just beaten at Cameron Indoor not too long ago by these Cavaliers.
1: And, and But Virginia knows that too. And, and I think uh, when you can play defense the way Virginia does, uh, maybe you can get into those kids on the floor. Uh, but Virginia, like you mentioned earlier, has so much to play for in addition to what Duke has to play for. Uh, and Duke has been talking about the fact that they're going to end their regular season on the road. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that it's in their psyche, it's in their minds, uh, obviously they're trying to get up for it mentally uh, from an athlete standpoint. But it's one thing to try to get up for it mentally and then also to execute, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if this line keeps climbing, like from four and a half to five now, which you might be right on the public sentiment towards Duke, uh, I'm looking at that system that we just talked about with uh, Steve Mackinac, for sure.
2: Duke is 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five road games. And the underdog in this series, which kind of makes sense when you have conference rivals, the underdog in this series, the last 26 meetings, is 19-6-1 against the spread. Wow. You were talking about this game as well, Mike. Xavier at Providence. The Friars, they remain atop the Big East Conference and now own a two-game edge over Villanova, who fell last night to UConn. The Musketeers have dropped two straight, and they're on the outside looking in as far as getting into the final 68. Providence, 14-1 and at home this season. They opened as a one-and-a-half-point mm. favorite with a total of 139-and-a-half, and the Musketeers taking a tick of action here as the Friars are down to a one-point favorite and the unders getting hit. It's down to 137 and a half.
1: Yeah, Xavier's been challenged shooting the rock from the outside beyond the arc and uh, the total is ticking down because of the performance. Uh, Providence uh, against Butler watched mm-hmm. that game, uh, had interest in that game. Uh, but when you think about Providence too, not respected from a metric standpoint, uh, and, right. OK, this short favorite situation, even though they're on top of the Big East. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of is fishy there. Uh, it, it could be a money line because uh, you, you look at Providence. The only question I have right now is when you have a battle like they had against Butler, overcoming 18 points, 19 points in the second half, uh, going overtime that way. and still That can winning, wear you out. It can wear you out. Or, or could it create momentum? as you get closer and closer to the reality of you winning that regular season conference title?
2: I'd probably be more inclined to go the other way. Okay. That that mentally, not just physically, but Mm -hmm. also mentally that kind of wears you out. Yeah. So the the problem is Xavier has not been good. Right. So this is probably a stay away for me. Xavier just three and nine against the spread in their last twelve games. Providence, interestingly, zero oh and five against the spread in their mm-hmm. last five home games. Even mm-hmm. though fourteen and one straight up on their home court, zero oh and five against the number the last five times at home. Uh, TCU, the Horn Frogs, is a team you like, Mike. They are at Texas and they're having a pretty darn nice season. Is TCU they? They figure to be dancing as it stands right now, and they've got revenge on their minds tonight as they were stomped by 23 points the last time these two teams met a month ago. The Longhorns looking to bounce back after falling to Texas Tech last weekend, and Texas opened up as a good size favorite here, laying eight and a half with a total of 126 and a half, and they have increased that number as nine-point favorites now are the Longhorns, and your total has uh, remained unchanged, still mm-hmm. at 126
1: and a half. How about that? I mean, in Texas, I, I don't know, should they be laying nine points here? Uh, but That seems like a lot to me. Right, right. And you consider this conference, some would suggest it's the best conference in college basketball yeah, right I, now. It's
2: hard to argue, I think. Yeah, the t- deepest,
1: anyway. Right, the deepest. And TCU's run the gauntlet, and, and they performed okay, right? And so uh, I think emotionally, they feel like they can still get hot and, and stay hot. Defensively, they get after you. Uh, That's what I appreciate about TCU. And then, you know, Texas, they're still adjusting here with Chris Beard. And, right. and, you know, you get swept by your former team and you, you wonder where the psyche is right there. But uh, I always gravitate towards basketball teams, college basketball teams in particular, when, when you can get that effort defensively on the glass uh, and perhaps you can get some uh, production offensively from a star player. So uh, TCU, to me, challenged offensively a little bit against Texas. I see the spread there. But I'm interested uh, in TCU getting inside this number, though. All right, Houston, too close to New Orleans. The
2: Cougars visiting the Green Wave, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for the tip here. Houston needed double overtime the last time out over the weekend, getting past Wichita State, 76-74. to Tulane has been off since last Tuesday, so you've got a rested underdog here against the team that was just extended to double OT. The Cougars beat Tulane at home by 11 points. Seventy-three to sixty-two. That was three weeks ago, and here they opened as eight and a half point favorites with a total of one thirty-eight and a half. Not much action on the side. The Cougs still laying eight and a half with a total now that has been bet up to one thirty-nine and a half. Yeah, gritty game too against Wichita State. I was watching
1: that one. Uh, and a tough place to win. I mean, absolutely. State, 16 I've got four. a future's ticket on Do Houston you? too. Congratulations. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope it works out. Yeah. I got
2: a good number on that one. 35.
1: I like you. It's a little lower than that. Now. I, I love the, the environment that Samson's created. I love the, the feel that they have with that squad. And I love, uh, the fact that they can overcome adversity, you know, and defensively they, they'll get after you. They're highly athletic too. Uh, Tulane, they cannot look ahead of Tulane. They have three scores. That's averaging double digits. Uh, so you got to be conscious of that if you're Houston and then the spot that they're in because they do have SMU around the corner after this one.
2: Very good. Yeah. Very good scheduling spot indeed. Houston 13 and 5 against the spread in the last 18 meetings with Tulane. Tulane, meanwhile, 7 and 1 against the number in their last eight games. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Lou Finicaro coming up around the corner right here on the Lombardi line. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcasts and get Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Hoops Peterson. He will look at every major and some minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule. To find betting opportunities, there's also Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum plus Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi line, follow the money, my guys in the desert, and don't forget long shots with the Honda Classic coming up on Thursday. They're all for free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Lombardi line. Brady Cannon and Michael Pritchard in for Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on a Wednesday here. And we want to dive back into some NBA futures markets. And Mike, this one this one got a little chuckle out of me here. I mean, they'll just put anything up on the board, won't they? And this is the the where the state of the winning team will come from. The NBA championship team, what state in the union will they come from? We've got about seven or eight weeks left in in the regular season, 54 days until the NBA playoffs get underway, you've got any other state at minus 160, and then you've got California, New York, Florida, and Texas. Now, California, plus 325, you've got the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Kings, four, times, uh, four teams from the Golden State, New York at plus 575, you, uh, of course, got the Knicks and the Nets. And then you have the state of Florida, the heat and the magic. I don't know if the magic are are a good value there uh, as far as betting on the state of Florida at 10 to one. And then from Texas, of course you have the Spurs, the Rockets and the Dallas Mavericks. And if the winning NBA championship team is to come from the uh, state of Texas, you can get 35 to one. So, so you and
1: I are going to run to the window and make this bet in a hurry. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We're going to sprint. We'll see who's faster at this point. Uh, um, But no, I, I, I would look at the individual teams. Uh, you know, it's, I guess you can cover a lot of territory uh, here with these bets if you want to. But I would look at the individual teams. I mean, you got so much more flexibility, uh, even though you can lump in good teams like a Golden State in there uh, if you want. I mean, if you think the Nets uh, are, are really going to get that hot, uh, which remains to be seen. Uh, New York uh, could be a good bet right there. But any other state is a favorite. Right. And 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 I I would
2: probably have to go that direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Arizona obviously has one team. Mm -hmm. You're you're betting on the Suns. If you look at California, now you're getting four teams. But do you expect the Lakers to to get there? Do you expect the Clippers? Mm -mm. The the Sacramento Kings, I don't think, are going to win the championship. And and you can get the Warriors in the neighborhood of four to one. Mm And betting on the state of California is plus three twenty-five. So you're probably better off just betting the Warriors. If you look at New York, plus five seventy-five. The Nets are around six to one. So about the same price there. Right. Uh, the the Miami Heat fourteen to one to win the NBA championship. But if you want to bet that the winning team's going to come from the state of Florida, it's only 10 to 1.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. I, I mean,
2: you're you, you costing me four points because you're going to throw in the magic. You're
1: going to throw in that <laughs> team. I know. Like, that's realistic at this point. That's why I, I think you have flexibility with, with certainly just featuring teams uh, as opposed to just trying to cover territory. Uh, we mentioned the Nuggets, you know, and, and that's a team that if, if getting healthy uh, brings in any other state in that situation. Right. Um, uh, Wisconsin. I mean, I mean, all these states when in terms of uh, Illinois with Chicago. I mean, the, 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 any other state, the reason why they're that favorite, I, I would rather have the flexibility of being able to sprinkle some bets on multiple teams. Yeah, uh, and cover the region that way, or cover the country that way uh, when it comes to this type of bet. The the minus one sixty actually doesn't seem too expensive mm-hmm.
2: on, on all of the other. You want to do that? Yeah, I, I'm not going to do it, but it, I I I wouldn't bet any of the single states be, because as I just illustrated there, I think you can get better prices yeah. on betting just the individual team. But if I was going to dive in that market, I, I would. I don't think minus one sixty seems too expensive uh, that the winning team would come from any other state rather than texas Mm -hmm. florida uh new york or california how about uh which conference is going to crown the nba champion the and i was a little surprised that the eastern conference is a favorite eastern conference at minus 125 that the champ will come out of the east and the western conference at even money i'd be looking to the west i i feel like golden state i I mean i think now chris paul of course is out Mm -hmm. i think before he was injured that Phoenix is probably the best team in the NBA. I, I think the Warriors can make an argument there, but are are the numbers that we're seeing on the Warriors to win the NBA championship, are those reflective of James Weissman coming back? When is Draymond Green coming back? It, it, and, and it looks like Klay Thompson is pretty much 100%. He's had some very good games, mm-hmm. but um, – I would probably be looking, and those are basically the two favorites to win the NBA title anyway, and the Nets are still there. But you and I have discussed, I'm not real high on the Nets. Um, I would be betting the underdog here that the champion's going to come out of the West.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, too. And hinges on Chris Paul. Uh, You said the rest will Mm -hmm. do him good. I agree with you on that. Uh, He's always had problems with his hands and wrists and everything like that. So go ahead and take a timeout. Uh, Because we don't want any soft tissue situations. Now, uh, you do have soft tissue situations with Philly. Uh Because we we think Harden's going to work out and it's going to be magic on the floor. But is he going to stay healthy, though? When you have hamstring issues repeatedly, like Harden has had his entire career, I mean, that's a concern to me. Uh, And then the Sixers, they don't really have the consistency outside. Now, Embiid's a monster. Uh, But there's other options. You know, Milwaukee is still a really good team. I just don't
2: know if they can repeat. Yeah. It's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't seem that dominant to me. Okay. Um, the the Miami are a solid team. Right. Uh we've talked about the Boston Celtics, they like a really that team. hot team.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but but again, I, I don't want to lay minus one twenty five that one of those teams is going to knock out somebody from the West.
1: Right, because I, I think you still have the same a level of intrigue. Uh, in the West, uh, not only with Phoenix and Golden State, but I, I mentioned we both talked about Memphis and we both talked sure. about Denver here. So, Absolutely, uh, and don't yeah. forget Utah. And, and don't forget Utah. You cannot forget Utah. Gobert gets healthy certainly, and that's and, and stays on the floor. But um, there's some adjustments going on with Utah, the Jazz, right now. But I same thing with Denver. I mean, all the teams really in the West when you factor in Draymond and, and Wiseman like that, and okay, the court chemistry. Do they have enough games to develop that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just how to season and changes. I, I I cannot overemphasize how much I've seen over years, the NBA, the phases of this game. Uh, so now we're in that phase, marching towards the playoffs. And uh, you know, yeah, maybe taking a dog here at plus 100, uh, sprinkle a little money on that one. You
2: know, we talked about uh, the potential resting of the legs for Chris Paul Mm -hmm. for the next six or eight weeks or so, missing possibly the rest of the regular season. And that may be being a good thing for Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns, depending on the severity of Draymond Green's injury, could be a good thing for him, too to have been out all this time and maybe saving some of his energy for the postseason and you think about the Golden State Warriors right? the number of games those guys have played over the years because they've been to the postseason how many years in a row mm-hmm. they, they've played almost you know double the amount of seasons worth of basketball games than just about anybody else in the NBA
1: I agree with that too I mean when Draymond's on the floor uh, he, he's going to distribute too and now like you said with Clay uh, seemingly being 100% and Uh, you know, Steph and what he can do. But add Draymond to the mix of the court chemistry that they have and the spacing, the assists that they already enjoy, uh, that could be pretty potent right there. I mean, again, just thinking about the West, I know Phoenix got the the sizable lead on Golden State up up six and a half. But uh, without Chris Paul, this gets interesting a little bit in the regular season. And Golden State uh, is just that pedigree, too. Uh, that you have to believe in. But yeah, curious when they get Draymond back on the floor, uh, how that basketball team's going to look.
2: All right. They've also got markets up for the exact outcome of the NBA Finals. And I know you and I uh, are both high on the Boston Celtics. How about the Celtics over the Warriors? The Celtics <laughs> to beat the Warriors in the NBA championship. You can get that at 66 to 1. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics over the Suns, also at sixty-six to one. Uh, any of these at all uh, look attractive to you? Well,
1: I, I don't have an aluminum foil hat in my closet, so I, I don't. I can't see the future, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I mean, if we both mentioned the Celtics. You know, and Marcus Smart. I'm curious the health for him and. Uh, these are attractive but I mean to have exacta uh, Yeah, that, to pick kinda, it exactly yeah. at this point Yeah it's hard enough to it is hard. pick who's going to win the conference right Right <laughs> right, right, right I'm going to limit my activity when it comes to seeing the future I, I probably won't participate in exact outcome odds here the New Jersey Nets over the Warriors is an exact outcome for the
2: NBA championship is 16 to mm-hmm. one. That's a favorite. Uh, the Miami heat over the Phoenix suns 30 to one. How about the Grizzlies
1: over the Nets? Mike at 80 to one. <laughs> nope. Not, not taking to bite, no, bite on that one. Uh, I, I am intrigued by some of these though, like the Warriors and the Bucks, right? 18 to one. That, that seems like you can have some fun with that. Or, that one or, seems reasonable. Yeah, it does. Right. And it's, it's reasonable price too um but yeah i mean in terms of the long shots i I don't know if i would participate there all right i think we're both going to stay away from (laughs) all of those
2: markets fun to discuss anyway fun to discuss as well as hockey and ufc and we'll bring on our man lou Finicaro to do that next right here on the lombardi line Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, total, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Lombardi line trying to catch up with Lou Finicaro. and we've got another UFC card on tap this weekend and one thing uh, that maybe many of our listeners do not realize of course in our digital publication Lou each and every week covers the UFC Mm -hmm. uh, but he also specializes in postseason hockey. He does not make a habit of betting regular season hockey Mm -hmm. but he will kind of use the regular season to assess all of the the different teams and then really starts to fire when we get to the playoffs and so I wanted to talk to Lou about maybe are some of the teams starting to come to form in his
1: mind right. that he's thinking about betting on or against in the postseason you know what Brady you for me as a better uh, I, I think it's important to understand the phases uh, of seasons mm-hmm. and, and Lou uh, speaks towards that like uh, you have so many games in a regular season uh, and then you have playoff hockey, which completely changes. It's right. like the NBA playoff uh, basketball is just completely different, too. So, uh, you know, Lou is astute that way when it comes to hockey. I'm I'm curious and looking forward to what he has to say.
2: Well, we've got him on the line. Mr. Finnecaro, good to be with you, my friend. And for those folks out there that don't know, you can find his work in Point Spread Weekly at com, and also follow him on Twitter. At GAM Blue, Uh, Lou, we were just buttering you up a little bit and talking about your prowess for uh, betting postseason hockey. And I I wonder, and you and I have had conversations in the past that you use the regular season to kind of build your portfolio, if you will, or your assessment on these teams heading into the postseason. Who are some of the teams, have you started to kind of build that picture in your head of some of the teams that you're going to be betting on or against once the postseason rolls around?
3: I'm just beginning to put that whole process together, Brady. First of all, thank you, uh, Mike, and you for having me on, especially uh, to kind of lay the foundation for how I approach the NHL playoffs. Uh, you already touched what a dynamically different season it is, one uh, season to the next, postseason uh, to regular season. I mean, in, in the regular season, you can look down the standings currently, and they have a statistics. statistics for overtime games won, overtime games lost. To me, a team that wins a bunch of overtime games does not get extra credit at all. Consequently, a team that loses a bunch of overtime games, they don't get penalized either. Three-on-three is in no way resembling what happens in an overtime playoff game in hockey, and for that reason the rules being different, and the way the game is played, I really try and handicap teams that play from the goal out. And what that means is I'm looking for a solid net minder. I want a team with a very high save percentage and a very low goals against average. Then the next important criteria, the blue line, meaning the defense in front of that goaltender. If you can find a team that doesn't allow goals in and doesn't allow shots to the goaltender, you're going to find yourself a live team in the playoffs. Whether they can score goals or not on the offense means little to my handicapping. So, to answer your question, some teams, uh, chalky teams, Carolina. I mean, you just look at goals against 1 2 1, they have a 55 goal. Plus differential, they're they're filling the net up and they're stopping opponents from scoring. Now, they're a chalky position. Uh, If you're looking for teams kind of floating under the radar, last week I released Calgary and they're just a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Mired in the West, here are the goals against for the current list of teams in the West, that are in playoff standings 161 150 147 143 147 141 the flames have allowed 114 they stick out like a sore thumb they're coached by gary Suter, the ex uh la king coach who really is an old time from the goal out kind of a coach and so those are the kinds of teams i'm trying to find now and it's during these last thirty games of the season, where these teams are really starting to show themselves, and the stats can tell you who they really are,
1: great explanation right there, Lou because I mean I'm just looking at the golden knights and 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 they're one of those teams that could. Uh, probably fade here in the playoffs uh, because, uh, you know, in terms of the goalie situation, it's not ideal. On top of the list, though, we have the Avs, and, and Darcy Kemper's been incredible as he's gotten used to uh, his defenders on the blue line, right? And and so uh, we know the Avs can score. It is chalky. Uh, your thoughts on Darcy Kemper and how he's been playing, though, as he's gotten used to this team? Yeah, he
3: had, that was a move they they had to make. Uh, Colorado's real problems in the postseason really don't revolve around their goaltender, Mike. It revolves around their weight, Mm -hmm. their size, and the style of game they play. Colorado and Toronto are much the same. They're built to out quick, out precision, and out speed everyone else during the regular season. But in the postseason, when the ice shrinks and the game gets tight, Colorado can tend to break down because they're not a very big, physical kind of a team. Now, the thing going for Colorado is that they know this. And for the last two or three years, they've been the chop in the West, getting close and getting their nose rubbed in frustration. So there's hunger there. But have they done enough to turn the corner? We'll have to see. Lou,
2: we want to get into the UFC card for this weekend. But before I do, real quick, you've got the Carolina Hurricanes at 12-1 to to hoist the cup and the Calgary Flames that you mentioned at 16-1. to Do you like both of those numbers?
3: I do, and I would tell you to invest not only in the cup, but invest in the side. So for Carolina, that's the whales, and for Calgary, that's the Campbell, meaning the conference as well.
2: All right, very good. Okay, so let's get into the fight card for this weekend, and I will start uh, lower on the card with a middleweight bout, and that is Armin Petrosen at plus 145. He's the underdog here against Gregory Rodriguez. Rodriguez at minus 175. Do you have an opinion on this one?
3: Yeah, th- uh, it, this is going to be an interesting fight. I, I really question whether Petrosian uh, belongs in the uh, cage with this monster Rodriguez who's a Brazilian he's got tremendous power he's a little bit deliberate and in this fight he's going to have an inch of height 3 inches of reach and Petrosian uh, really 40% takedown defense so he's adequate there and he he strikes decently but he's a journeyman entering on a debut from the Contender Series, and he's in way over his skis. I, I think Rodriguez is is much a better favorite than what the price is saying. You might look at Rodriguez inside the distance.
1: Then, Lou, we look at the main event, uh, Makachev uh, minus 700. I mean, my goodness, and then versus Green. It's a catchweight bout. Uh, help us out with this uh, fight. Uh, you got such a heavy favorite catchweight bout on top of that as well.
3: Catchweight bout, short notice bout. Bobby Green competed two weeks ago, Mike, and uh, was dominant. But Bobby Green, at 36 years old now, 35 years old, he's highly athletic. He's highly skilled. He's hard to hit. He needs space. He's slick. He moves. He's athletic. And he's in against a Russian vice grip. So how long in the small cage at the apex is he going to be able to skirt death? and that's the big question. Once Makachev gets his hands on Bobby Green, though Bobby Green is versed in wrestling, he has nowhere near the skills that this Russian does, and if it goes to the floor, it'll be the beginning of the end. When does that happen? Uh, right now I'm still trying to put a finger on it, but I do tend to lean that Green is skilled and enough of the street still remains in him that he can get this fight over one and a half rounds.
2: All right, Lou, just about 30 seconds left. I want to get your breakdown on another fight on the main card, and that's Misha Sokhanov against Wellington Terman. This one, according to the odds, ought to be pretty tight.
3: Should be. Sokhanov's dropping from 205 to fight uh, at 185. He's had very poor results. He's, he's slow. He's chinny. Uh, He lost his first try at 185. Now they're giving him what looks to be a layup, but the layup is a game fighter that's going to stand there toe-to-toe with him, and he's nine years younger. I think Terman may have a little bit of life in him in this fight. Serkinov's kind of a fighter that I don't trust.
2: All right, very good, my man. Always great to catch up with you. Enjoy the fights and, uh, of course, the continued study of the NHL, my friend.
3: Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Good luck
2: to everyone. All right, more college basketball coming up next on the Lombardi Line.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going
1: on a road trip. I thought in that moment
2: Bet on more than the final score with One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. Are you new to BetMGM? Sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with the bonus code vsin 1000 Plus, you'll earn best, uh, best BetMGM reward points that can be redeemed for online bonuses and converted into comps for rooms, restaurants at over more than 20 MGM resorts nationwide. Try the one-game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards are issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Mississippi, one game parlay not available in Washington, D.C. Final segment of the Lombardi line. Mike Pritchard and Brady Cannon with you from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa. And we get ready to send it over to the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas for the Odds On program with Mike Palm and Amal Shah coming up here shortly. But before we let you go, we're going to talk a little more college hoops, Michael, and a few good games left on the slate for your Wednesday. Now, this one isn't so sexy. We'll begin with West Virginia at Iowa State. This is a 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tip, and both of these teams really struggling in the conference. The Cyclones at 5-9, the Mountaineers at dead last in the conference at 3-11. Now, revenge is on the minds of the Cyclones here as they fell on the road at West Virginia two weeks ago, 79-63. to 63. Iowa State opened as five-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 131.5, and and we look at it currently and find that maybe a tick of money has come in on the Mountaineers now. Down to five is Iowa State as the favorite in this game, and your total has gone up to 132.5.
1: Right, because of COVID rescheduling, too. uh, West Virginia just played TCU. Yes. uh, And so not that much time to prepare for this one on the road. Uh, Mackinnon has me conflicted here because (laughs) Iowa State's worst home team's Uh, With his data, that's just Iowa State, but yet uh, you see it tick towards West Virginia here on short rest. And, And I'm wondering, I'm curious about Iowa State. Uh, you know, as they have the turnaround story with the new coach uh, this season, can they take care of business at home? Uh, but again, I cannot deny this outstanding data. points spread weekly has a Steve Mackinac. I mean, it's incredible. Um, so I, I, I'm conflicted on this one. I, I do. I I think do it's I hard to West lay. V-? Yeah. I think it's hard to
2: lay points with a, a not so good team. Well, right. And I know West right. Virginia's not great either. But it, I'd want to take the five.
1: Take the points. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense certainly. Um, but then the spot, the scheduling spot, short rest. It's really not a lot of time to prepare here. We can always stay away. Sometimes (laughs) that's that's
2: the best decision we can make as betters. By the way, West Virginia 0-4 against the spread in their last four Mm. games. Is that going to continue, or are they due? Uh, Rutgers (laughs) at Michigan, and this is an interesting one, Mike. This will be the first game for Michigan without their head coach, Jawan Howard. Uh, Of course, Howard's suspended by the university after the uh, affair with Greg Gard, the head coach of Michigan, or head coach of Wisconsin last week. Um, They will take on the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Rutgers uh, will be visiting Chrysler Arena in Ann Arbor. And the Scarlet Knights, boy, what a story they are. Mm -hmm. They've won five of their last seven, and four of those wins, Illinois, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Michigan State. They're looking for a season sweep of the Wolverines here tonight. And Michigan opened up as a five-point favorite, excuse me, five-and-a-half-point favorite, with a total of 135-and-a-half. And sure enough, the Scarlet Charlotte Knights are seeing the initial money uh, down to four and a half in favor of Michigan, and your total has remained unchanged, 135 and a half.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns here in Michigan. How are they going to respond or rebound with the fact of uh, what happened, what transpired after that game? Highly emotional, I would imagine, as a player myself, uh, what you would be going through. The execution in the second half against Wisconsin wasn't what Michigan was anticipating to. I mean, Dickinson got off to such a great start. Uh, the outside shooting was a problem. Contested shots was a problem. Rutgers you mentioned Brady incredible story they put up 17 points 72 points in a lost in a loss against Purdue yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so a tough place to play Purdue owed them one one too, of the best the teams in the country one of the best teams in the country and Purdue certainly in the motivational spot because they owed Rutgers and uh Rutgers had a good showing so uh, they see the number kind of tick down. You mentioned five and a half. It, yeah, opened it started at
2: five and a half. Now and and, and a half. I
1: understand the move. I'm not so sure Rutgers isn't the better basketball team. I agree with that. I agree with that. So maybe a chance here with the dog in this one. And,
2: and I agree with you. It is, uh, an unknown mm-hmm. on, on how Michigan's going to respond. Uh, their, their backup coach there, uh, his name is escaping me. The, uh, former coach at St. Joe's, mm-hmm. um, I know he's a very good basketball coach, and he should fill in just fine for Juwan Howard. But the turmoil, the the emotional turmoil of of all of that – uh, if I had to bet this game, I'd certainly be on Rutgers, but I think it's another one that's easy to stay away from. It is
1: easy to stay away from. They do have Dickinson again and Brooke, uh, Brooks from the outside. I mean, if they can get that inside-out game going again and create some space for Dickinson inside, Rutgers, uh, some issues maybe guarding the big man as well. So uh, it, it, I could see backing Michigan. I could also see staying away because of the unknowns, though.
2: Rutgers 5-0-1 against the spread in their last six games. And as far as going over the total, 4-1 for Rutgers in their last five road games. If you're thinking about betting the total here, Michigan 8-3 to the over Mm -hmm. in their last 11 games. Old Miss at Auburn, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for the tip in Alabama. The Tigers coming off of that big upset loss to the Florida Gators over the weekend. They'll be looking to make amends for that this evening. They have lost two of their last four games, and uh, their projected number one or number two, their number one seed, projected number one seed, could be slipping away here if they continue to go the wrong direction, but they are expected to pound the Rebels of Old miss tonight. They opened as 16 and a half point favorites with a total of 140-and-a-half. Now the Tigers at 16. I don't know if that's a tick of money on Old Miss or if there's just some differences there and where the number opened and whatnot. I can't imagine people are running to the window <laughs> to bet old Miss here, and 140-and-a-half, and the total has not moved.
1: Right, it hasn't moved. Uh, I, I'm curious about this line. I mean, it's too many points to lay. Even though Auburn uh, is different at home, uh, they're going to run Mrs. Old Miss up and down the court. I imagine they're going to pressure the ball, create those. Two turnovers Ole Miss is prone to doing. Uh, but, I, I'm, you know, have you figured out Auburn at all? I haven't. You know, no, the three losses that no. they have against quality teams. though. You know,
2: Vanderbilt put up a fight against them they too. They did, yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I just don't know about Auburn. A- mm-hmm. And, you know, I think obviously they've had a tremendous season. Um, but what are they going to be? I, I want to. I'm really interested to see what they do in the conference tournament. Right. I, I think Tennessee's going to have something to say about that. Arkansas obviously is mm-hmm. a good team. Alabama, you just really don't know. They're kind of feast or famine, uh, and then of course you've got Kentucky. So where you know, I think that'll tell us a lot about Auburn, how it, they it do will. in the conference.
1: Tournament. Yeah, I will going back to the game I watched Arkansas and Auburn, and just watching because uh, you know Arkansas can be chaotic offensively, but they were able to get some buckets uh, down the stretch, and then uh, Auburn they just didn't have that tenacity that you would look for from a team uh, that was highly ranked. I think they were ranked number one at that time. Uh, So, I mean, ranking, I'll put that aside, but uh, I want to see how they rebound and what they do against Ole Miss. They should run them up and down Florida. They
2: should. They should. If I had to bet this game, I'd probably take Auburn. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you want to bet the over in this game, we've got a couple of uh, trends that are lining up here. Mississippi, uh, the over is 4-1 and one in their last five road games. And Auburn, the over is 4-1 and one in their last five home games. So there you go, Mike. The game's <laughs> going over the total. No <laughs> doubt about it. All right, let's talk about one more here in the SEC, and this ought to be a dandy. LSU at Kentucky, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And both teams with NCAA tournament aspirations, the Wildcats, thinking final four, I imagine, for Cal's crew. LSU beat Kentucky mm-hmm. earlier this season, and Kentucky, of course, looking to return the favor tonight at Rupp Arena in Lexington. They opened a seven-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 142-and-a-half, and, and nearly seven hours prior to tip-off, we have not seen a change. Kentucky still a seven-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 142-and-a-half.
1: I got some key injuries in this one, Ty-toy Washington for sure, you got to keep an eye on that. Cal Parry seems like he's reserved to just have these guys, Wheeler as well, uh, get healthy uh, for the tournament, for that run. Uh, I, I love the confidence from Kentucky, though, overcoming this adversity, certainly. Um, and, you know, it's a good mix for Kentucky, finally. With all the talent that Cal normally has, uh, the transfer, Oscar uh, Shibwe. Uh, he is phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so the steadiness of him uh, on the floor. I, You know, LSU, though, uh, like you mentioned, they they have they're the – They're scrappy. They're scrappy, but they have that win over Kentucky, too. So maybe a spot for Kentucky here, revenge factor.
2: I think the number feels about right to me. Okay. I I, I, I would lean a little bit with the Wildcats mm-hmm. here, but I think this is a stay away. That number yeah. looks about exactly right there. My friend, good to be with you.
1: Good to be with you as well, Brady.
2: First time, hopefully not the last time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look forward to it. All right. Odds On is next with Mike Palm and Amal Shah right here on v the sports betting network.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought...